da 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 You sound insane. You realize that? Yeah. The whole world got crazy. It's showtime. Grab those selfie sticks, ma'am, fam. It's time to talk Firefest. And we're actually just preparing for Firefest 2019. This is a pre-party. Right. We're actually pre-gaming. We've been pre-gaming since Firefest 2018. But this That's is my yeah. whole life, right? Yeah. Right. Just missed it. It you know, we we tried to make it to uh to twenty eighteen, but we couldn't get the super VIP package. They'd already sold out. Um so but we're I right, we're very pumped for twenty nineteen, guys, <laughs> right? You guys I haven't seen either of these movies. I, I assume they're just talking about how awesome Firefest is. Yeah. Right no, yeah. Only, so only Woodstock ninety nine was better. <laughs> okay, cool. We're, uh, I'm very pumped. Yeah. The listener probably clicked on this, you know, assuming we were going to talk about these documentaries. We're just going to talk about how we couldn't get into Firefest and how upset we are (laughs) still about that fact. And yeah, we were ripped off. We were on the waiting list. You know, I had to do a couple of favors. We'll get to that later. But let's just say. (laughs) Seemed like uh, a great time all around. Uh, We missed out. I did. uh, I sent our. I paid. So I'll 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 Venmo invoice you guys. It's uh, it's one hundred twelve thousand uh, dollars each for each of us. So <laughs> okay, just round trip. Just hit me up when you get a chance. I mean, if, if you need to wait till payday, I, I understand. It's cool. <laughs> it works. Well, um, I'm excited to talk about this because I, I think we talked about this stuff in in um, in jest, like oh, well, actually, as it was going down, and here we are about a year later with two documentaries to discuss on all things Firefest. This will be. Fun f- for a lot of different reasons. One, uh, how do these movies hold up as movies, documentaries? Uh, we'll talk about that. And, of course, talk about um, – break down you know, the discography of Ja Rule, which is its own show, basically. <laughs> and we have that show. It's called Mad About Ja Rule, and you can subscribe <laughs> now. Yeah. Yeah, well, this is kind of a backdoor pilot mm-hmm. into our Mad About Ja Rule. Yeah. Album by Baby. album, song by song. Baby girl, put it on it. Um. <laughs> What would I be without you? All right, that's it. I'm done. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be good times. And uh, a lot of kind of cross between mad about music, mad about culture, rants and raves. Everything is kind of being thrown into the fire tonight. Get it? Fire? Um, okay. Before we get into that, though, we do have a little bit of uh, stuff to catch up on. A little something called the old Oscars um, mm. popped up last week. As we were wrapping our recording, our last episode, and um, so that leaves it this week to kind of react to that. And uh, it's been a, I don't know, kind of a crazy week in terms of that uh, side of things. Uh, I don't know how the reaction in your kind of circles was, but it was not good in mine. And uh, <laughs> I guess the only saving grace of the announcement was that Black Panther did get nominated. Thank God for them, because the backlash would have been 10 times more intense had it not get nominated. But uh, but that's good. Um, overall, the pool is pretty predictable. Um, very similar to the pool that was the Golden Globes, which we didn't, you know, it's always up in the air how accurate that's going to be. And um, I guess it's anybody's game at this point. But uh, big surprises, I guess, headlines would be um, Roma and The Favorite being the favorites, um, according mm-hmm. to the numbers, with 10 nominations each. Big win for Netflix. In, in terms of the nominations, we didn't even know if it would get 
consideration, considering it's uh wasn't really a wide theatrical release or primarily a uh, primary theatrical release. I should I should say um, it did have a you know some screenings here and there um, to meet the qualifications that it needed to meet. But um, but yeah, big win for them just to get the nominations. Um, it'll you know we'll have to see what what happens with you know. I don't know if the backlash is too late at this point with the Brian Singer thing that kind of crept up after uh, after the nominations came out. We'll have to see what what uh, what happens there. I understand that that movie's already been um, pulled out of some other award ceremonies or disqualified um, in the past week, which is um, you never want to mm-hmm. see that for the people that work so hard on that on that film. But um, but those are the times we're in, of course, and also. Um, I guess uh, the favorite is a, is a movie that we haven't really we haven't done a, a full episode on. I have seen, but it, it hasn't uh, made the waves. You would think for a ten nomination best picture winner, I, I, I thought for sure it would get the acting categories uh, nominated, but I didn't think uh, really anything else would have much of a shot. But here we are. And um, so, what are, what are your guys' reactions? General thoughts on on these Oscar nominations? We can go by category by category, but. Um, Seems a very confused Oscars. This is not a year where it's mm-hmm. like, all right, well, that's mm-hmm. going to win. Um, it's either going to be this or this. You know, it's. Um, I sure. think it's really anybody's game this year, and uh, that kind of excites me. I think you could see a real mixture, kind of like last year, on uh, spread out uh, among the field. What do you guys think? Yeah, yeah. This is the go, year I wish go. there was like, oh, this is the year I wish there was like um, three best picture. I. I wish we could give no best pictures this year and then save it for a year. Like, there's a lot of good movies in the category. I don't know if anything is a best picture to me. We need to, like, that needs to be retro, a retroactive award where it's like, all right, here's all the best acting awards for this year, and now the best picture of 2012. No, I know. We've and and that. you, like, I mean, do it five years, like, now we've had time to I, digest these films. <laughs> but I don't think even in five years this year, I think this year sucks in terms of really top tier. I mean, it's yeah. there's some good movies, but there's no real best picture. I almost wish we could save it and chamber it for a year where there's, like, two mm-hmm. really great movies and <laughs> give them both pe- best picture in two years. <laughs> like like uh, Midnight and La La Land would both get it. Right, you know? exactly. Yeah. They can both Co-winners. It's just, yeah. like, I just, everything I've seen, I've seen pretty much everything. And th- there's some things I really liked, but I'm like, I'm not really cool with anything that I've seen winning Best Picture right now, as of right now. So I guess that, well, I guess period, because that's... All we've the only movie I've seen that, that I was like, that was g- great, was uh, either Black Klansman or Roma. Those are the only ones that, like, yeah. if this was any other year, I feel like those would be pretty much a shoe-in for a nomination, and maybe a Star is Born for a nomination. But all the others... Uh, yeah, Bohemian Rhapsody, like the favorite, Green no, Book, yeah. Vice. I don't think any of those would, in any other year or Black Panther would get a nomination. It's a light year, like I said, in terms of the, you know, back heavy. We talk about back heavy years a lot when we're doing um, movie drafts, which is next week, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, I'll be reviewing Minions, which will drop. <laughs> I, I believe I looked at the schedule; it's dropping point oh one seconds before the next movie draft. <laughs> so we'll go, look out for that. Continuing the, the tradition, uh, tradition of the, doing it the last possible. Moment. I was a yeah. fan of that. I liked that. I obviously knew that was going to get picked, but I was really hoping. Sorry, everyone, I'm sick, but I I was really hoping for um for uh, 
Grown Ups 2 to win again. That was <laughs> I wanted yeah, you to have to do another hour on Grown I would have just two, like re-recorded that episode word for beautiful. word, which would have been great. Very hard. I would have to transcribe it and then read it, which would have been tough. So much more effort yeah. than it's yeah, actually it would have been. I could have yeah. just done it at the review. Again. I just yeah. think that would be so good. Oh. Well, I, <laughs> I love I, it. I can I only it. imagine what this Minions talk will be. I'm actually excited about it because it's so much easier to do an episode on Minions than it would be to do, I don't know, any, you know. Grown Ups 2 again. The favorite yeah, by myself. Good. Like, I could not do that. I could not, <laughs> like, this best picture quality film, I could not get 10 minutes by myself. But one that I viscerally hate, yes, I'm excited about that. So the, the nominees <laughs> are, for best picture, Bohemian Rhapsody, which let's react to that, Tell guys. Me. Surprised that it doing? got a name nomination. I did watch it again, by the way. Mm. I, I watched the screener version. And uh, it doesn't play as well on the um, <laughs> on the small screen, surprisingly, which uh, a little surprising that it did get a nomination given that fact. But um, not good, not not a great film, guys. Um, I showed it to my lady who had not seen it, and I didn't say anything about it or tell her my you know what I really thought of it, and she was like, "This is fine, and I'm enjoying it." But like, I don't. There's nothing about this that says best picture to me. And I was like, "Yeah, I, I totally agree. Like, it's a fine, fun movie. I love Queen. I love." I love those kinds of movies. I think we talked about the Doors biopic that I am a guilty pleasure for in our guilty pleasure episode. So I, I like those kinds of movies, but we're talking about the best picture of the year on what's going to represent us in the annals of history. A hundred years from now, it'll be that movie, which is, um, like I said, I don't feel like it really represents the year either. I feel like Black Klansman and A Star is Born and Roma, even with what's going on now politically, are more kind of... We talk about what kind of the tone of the year is. I feel like it's way more Black Panther or Stars Born or Green Book even than Bohemian Rhapsody. Mm. It just it, it just feels like such a let's remember the good times type of pick. Then this was truly the best film of the year. It's just a it's the yeah. odd one out to me. And I and if it wins, like it actually could win, is why I'm talking about it. I'm not gonna give it the time. Oh to yeah, it's it the favorite. At this, it's unbelievable at, I mean, to me. Yeah, yeah. At the moment, it's it's the favorite. Like if we to had bet, if if, if during that episode we had bet, how much do you want to bet this will get nominated for best picture? I would have probably taken a thousand dollars that it would not get nominated. At that yeah, point, yeah, no, honestly, I, I thought I thought Rom, uh, Rami Malek might get yeah, nominated. Yeah, 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 yeah. That I was like, I don't feel like that's a shoe in, and it's just it has it has uh, <laughs> SAG awards, dude. He won the SAG. That's it's incredible. That's man, yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. We talked about. You guys have already touched on plenty. It's this is a very confounding year. I it's it's an award who really cares at the end of the day. I I kind of take the opposite approach of you guys. I feel like I would always nominate 10 movies if it was up to me and and I don't love I would the dis- two. Yeah, I don't I'm, I'm the I'm opposite. Anti. <laughs> I, I I'm I'm I want to highlight more movies and and I I don't love the distinction so much between uh well what's a what's a best picture movie and what's a what's just a good movie well it, you know those two things to me those two things can cross over um it's when we talked about the the potential nominees last week i felt like we might see more blockbusters creep into uh, you know kind of across the board but certainly best picture and that sort of happened cuz bohemian rhapsody made a ton of money uh like something like 800 million dollars or something but it's just 
they kind of picked the wrong ones. It's it's uh, Bohemian Rhapsody and, and Green Book and um, some of these others that maybe maybe don't quite deserve the uh, the adoration. I don't know. I'm 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 confused by several of the of the nominations and I would, yeah, I would definitely, we, we had people on our, our commenters on Instagram and on our VIP page talking, uh, kind of saying, I'm not sure how black Panther fits into this conversation as the, I, I love black Panther, but I didn't know how it fits into this conversation as the best movie of the year. And I, I said, yeah, I mean, I, I get what you're saying, I guess, but I would, I feel like any conversation that's going to, going to be had on this has to start with Bohemian Rhapsody and how in the world, uh, yeah, it it belongs. <laughs> I mean, yes. Black Panther yes. at least feels like we're taking a step in the right direction in terms of picking something that represents the year, like the, like I was just saying. But I don't even think Black Panther's the top comic book movie of the year or the top two. You know, there were a lot of great like Infinity War and the Into the Spider Verse. I had higher on my list than in Black Panther, and I still highly enjoyed black panther but i do think that that's a it's more of a vote for like what it represents and the message than it is the film which is always what you want right then we're if we're i think that's part of it i mean i i would i i sort of agree with you can i mean i think that's part of the equation but it's also a really really good movie and it's like i know rotten tomatoes is not the end all be all but it is a kind of a catch-all if nothing else and it's like 97 percent on rotten tomatoes and one of the best received movies of the year both critically and with audiences i like regardless i don't want to argue black panther one way or the other i just i feel like if you are arguing i don't know how black panther's in here i feel like you've you kind of missed the mark no i'm not arguing that i'm not you i'm not saying you i mean i mean commenters i'm fine with that on nominees this is kind of my i didn't articulate what i think more like that on nominations like it's kind of the rotten tomatoes method to me it's like Okay, so what did the most amount of people like? You know, I'm fine mm, with that. So sure. it's like, in Black Panther is a movie that everyone likes because it's not, there's, you know what I mean? It's just very competent. It's very exciting. It's mm-hmm. fun, and it's very sure. good. I'm not just saying it's just okay, but it's a, it's a very, a popular facing movie. But like Best Picture needs to go a step beyond that, beyond that to me, where it's like a movie everyone thought was great, or a really large percentage of people thought was great. And be- honestly, Black Panther might be the closest thing to that this year. I agree. I just yeah. I feel like there's just not that. A lot of times, a lot of years, we'll have two or three of those. And we may have eight nominations, but there's two or three that, like, mm-hmm. you know, are a tier above. And I feel like there's a lot of things that are worthy of being nominated. I just don't really see too many that are in that next tier where it's yeah, like, okay, no. these three are really in competition. Sure. And it, like, never – it ne- this year doesn't rise to that. It just has – what is it? What do we have, eight nominees this year? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's like eight, and I'm fine with all of them being nominated. I don't, you know, that's fine. But it's like I don't. It's hard to like pick the three that are better than the other five. No, I totally agree with you. I, I mean, we said last week. I, I think we all agreed. I don't. There's not a. There's not one single movie this this year that is a, you know, an iconic, legendary, great movie, like a classic movie that you're going to be looking back on and in 25 years and saying, man, that's one of the all time greats. There's going to be, there's plenty that you can look back and say, especially for somebody like me that really likes, I tend to lean towards the blockbuster type movie. It's a pretty banging year for blockbusters. And there's a lot of movies that I will have fondness for that. I will rewatch that I will enjoy, uh, 20 years from now, but 
there isn't uh there's no masterpiece you know that that came out yeah. in 2018 and i think that's reflective of in, in there's the, no like in the nomination objective masterpiece it is kind of all right? over yeah no totally like, it's just kind of yeah. all over the map and I, and i think that's what probably that's what leads to some of these just some strange choices and then some that are just fully like what are we doing and uh, you know and again all of the all of the bohemian rhapsody it it's nominated for editing like the editing in that movie is, oh, is so atrocious oh, like if you like that movie worst. if you love that movie that's totally fine like i don't but whatever if you if you think remy malik is incredible in that movie that's great the film editing on that movie is objectively horrible i don't i don't i don't understand so it, it's just a kind of at a loss for for some of these these uh these nominations but yeah anyway yeah it's definitely um like I said, I, I feel like there's there's more of an attitude with the Academy now, unless like, all right, well, what made the most money? Okay, well, what um, what are the Oscar Beatty want? You know, what do what what did I get the screeners for in the first day? You know, like I feel like it's more of a cultural significance yeah. put into the award than ever before, and I think that's just a significant significant step in the right direction. They also announced this this year that they are doing a Best popular movie category, and that'll debut not next year, but they think the year after. It was gonna debut this year, but they I think they killed they, that, they killed though, it, overall. and they said that the, they would reevaluate that uh, and, oh, okay, and include yeah, it later. Yeah. So it yeah. was, um, yeah. That's just a whole. That. That's just a whole nother. I don't either. I mean, maybe, but hope, probably not. But it's just a whole nother. Like, how do you? How do you? Um, what's the criteria between popular film and not popular film? Because yeah, I mean it's popular to any film that's white. You know, people see is popular to a certain degree. You know, like I guess it's got to be like over a hundred million in gross or something will will be the threshold or something like that. But um, yeah, but I'm excited to see kind of the way the the uh, Academy will vote. Man, I don't know if they're gonna go. Bohemian Rhapsody as as best picture, but like the the freaking Globes Jeez. did, and and if he wins best actor, I mean, it's yeah, just like a, I, I just I don't get it, man. I don't know how. I, I just don't. Get and they they're all in on Vice too, which I did not see coming. Yeah, I, I that was one of my big. I think you agree with me on this, Richard. Like Sam Rockwell is one of my five or six favorite actors in the business. He was bad in Vice. Like that was not a good. It was very cringy performance. The Academy Award nominee uh, yeah. Sam so Rockwell. Bad. That's such a bad performance. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's just odd. Like I think I can't. I think you're kind of getting all of it. it. It's. I feel like the the Academy Awards more than ever before are they're stuck between trying. They just don't know what the the identity of that award is anymore. They don't know. It's like. When they nominate stuff, last year was a year the ratings were super down, and uh, you know nobody watched it. No one was super pumped about it. And the takeaway from that, I feel like, from the Academy was like, well, we need to look at some more popular movies because you see that with the popular movie category and some of these, some of the nominations kind of lean towards those types of movies. And it's, I don't know if that's necessarily the answer. I just think last year was kind of a bummer of a year for the awards like no one 
Middle America did not go see Shape of Water. So it's like, it's a strange, I just feel like they're kind of caught between, well, do we stick to kind of the, the traditional, this is what the Oscars is, these are the types of movies that the Oscars represent, and once in a while, once in a great while, something breaks through from the more popular category, but for the most part, we stick here. Or do they, you know, do they fully embrace the more popular side of movies, the audience, the the blockbusters, the popcorn movie? I I, I don't, and it just seems like they're kind of stuck between those two things. Yeah. And I know that that anyway, it, it's a, it's it maybe maybe it's hard to figure out. I don't have the answer for that, but it this year more than ever, combine that with again what we said, there's just not really a a true masterpiece level film or, or any great, great films. And so you just have this kind of hodgepodge of like, I, I don't know, maybe I guess Sam Rockwell was pretty, I mean, he certainly, that's an important movie that's, you know, poking, uh, taking shots at, at, uh, the current administration via the past administration. You know, I, I guess we'll go with that. It's just a, it's kind of all over the place on, on what we're doing here. And I don't, I don't know that that's getting fixed anytime soon if that makes sense man i did not know roger ebert's um site his you know whoever runs his website gave bohemian rhapsody one star and i'm Mm. this review is very long and very angry (laughs) um they said they uh the more I think about this movie, the problems of which I could fill an entire dissertation, the angrier I get. That's just one of the lines uh, from Sheila O'Malley mm-hmm. on Best Picture nominee, Bohemian Rhapsody. Um, <laughs> I wonder what – man, I wonder what Raj would have th- thought of a lot of these movies. I wonder what he th- would have thought mm-hmm. of The Shape of Water. I think he would have been – I think he would have dug it, <laughs> honestly. He yeah, really no, does get like weird metaphor-type movies like that. More than you would yeah. think that it, a – 75 plus year old dude would have gotten it but uh, <laughs> man i miss sure. that guy misses uh yeah. misses opinions so yeah that's uh pretty much it man it was a bit, bit very basic kind of down the middle on all most of these nominations um i think just going through these it's probably gonna be rami malik for best actor it's probably gonna be either lady gaga or olivia coleman for best actress um I don't know. Supporting actor is a toss-up. Maybe Mahershala. Or oh, Adam yeah, Dyer. Mahershala. Yeah, I think yeah. that's a lock at this mm-hmm. point. He's won like every award yeah. up to this. So, yeah, I think it's it's kind of between Bale and Malik. They've kind of split some of the the lead-up yeah. awards. Glenn Close has been killing it in the uh, lead-ups, so that she may be the favorite there. Um, how about this? The so the SAGs were this weekend. I didn't watch any of it, but just kind of w- caught clips and looked at the uh, the winners afterwards. So Emily Blunt wins Best Supporting Actress for A Quiet Place, the SAG Award. I went back and looked. It's only the sec- she's not even nominated, of course, for an Oscar. It's only the second time ever the SAGs have been around since 1994. Second time ever that uh, someone has won the Os- the excuse me won the SAG award and not even been nominated for the Oscar. So it's weird. A very strange. And the other was uh, uh, Idris Elba for Beasts of No Nation, and I uh. I can't remember, but I feel like that was. Do y'all remember? It may have been disqualified for Oscar contention because it was yeah. Netflix was? exclusive. Uh, Beasts like of a- No Nation. Idris yeah, there Elba was a was- there. I mean, I think. 
that, that Netflix has has done theater. a thing where like yeah you can put it in a certain theater at a certain time and it'll meet the qualification mm-hmm. like it has to be right. yeah no we know so, but they didn't do that there yeah. on that so they they hadn't learned that rule yet yeah on that one so but the yeah it's crazy because like that's what I was uh, we talked about this on Twitter the other night but it's like the um, the the actor like the the people in your category nominate you for the Oscars. It's not like the full mm-hmm. voting body. So you would imagine that most of the SAG voters also voted for the That's Oscar what I would think. That's so what it's I would so think weird Rami that they would wouldn't. Yeah. Well, then the, the, then the, I just don't understand how she didn't get, how she didn't yeah, get nominated for the Oscars. It's the same voting body that nominates for both. You know what I mean? It's weird. Yeah. You would think it would coincide, but. That's the thing. It's it. Sometimes it does. Sometimes it doesn't. Um, first man completely shut out almost of uh, this. That's one that I th- that I thought the Oscars would have been way more keen on than maybe the Golden Globes would have. Um, still surprises me. That's well, that's one maybe in retrospect we'll go back and say why wasn't that more of a thing considering the you know the the visual um, spectacle of the whole thing and everything. Um, and so speaking of a quiet place. I was scrolling through, and I was about to have a slight aneurysm if it was not nominated for uh, Best Sound Editing, but it is. And I was like, uh, how could you not nominate a movie that's solely based on sound for Best Sound Editing? And it was. <laughs> but it's not nominated for Best Sound Mixing, which makes no sense whatsoever to be. Good you can, gracious. Yeah, and we'll explain that in our Oscars episode once again <laughs> and what the difference is. Um, it's one of my favorite traditions on the show. But um, but yeah, so good to see the Academy is not completely psycho, and they did nominate a movie of sound yeah. for sound category, which would have been a huge what the heck if that had happened. <laughs> but yeah, Quiet Place right. was sh- completely shut out. I would have thought Krasinski would have gotten a look for best director, but um, I mean, script. Yeah. The thing about the thing about the Academy is they love like period movies. They love um, high drama, so. I mean, they love uh, stuff that was released. Yorgos Lanthamos and yeah, and uh, Yorgos Lanthamos, Spike Lee, and Alfonso Cuarón. Like, no matter what the year was, like they're probably going to get nominated. You know, and Adam McKay probably too, yeah. just because yeah. they're the the types of 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 talents that the Academy likes. And uh, so that doesn't leave much room for a John Krasinski or like last year a Jordan Peele. Or uh, you know Greta Gerwig Gosh. or one of the up and comer or Bo, Bo Burnham this year you know would have been a great nominee for for best director for his debut in eighth grade and yeah eighth grade got shut out of, of best picture that's in the top five um, crazy on um, crazy on awards in terms of how many it's won and uh, besides the Oscars it's won like thirty awards or something already so that was completely a f- oversight by, yeah. by the yeah. Academy oh dude maybe the biggest one. And it, this was less surprising just because this branch always messes up their category. But <laughs> won't you be my neighbor? The most yeah. like yeah. successful documentary in I don't know, like a, since like Hoop Dreams. I mean, and it no, not nominated for for uh, an Academy Award. Pretty pretty good move there by the, <laughs> by the uh, documentary filmmakers and such. Good good call, guys. Way to go. This was an above average group. year for documentaries and none of the ones that I really liked were nominated. Um, so that's, yeah, it's sometimes they get it right there. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes it's just like a hodgepodge of stuff you've never heard of. Sometimes they get all the mainstream ones. Like when the OJ won one, I didn't think that would happen. And it did. 
you know? Yeah. So yeah, that's always a toss up, but not, not to say that the ones that were nominated are bad because documentaries are often very good. Um, even ones I haven't seen, believe it or not. Um, but yeah, that, that makes no sense. I thought, won't you be a bad neighbor was like best picture quality, uh, good. And, mm, yeah. and, um, yeah, very confusing, but nonetheless, um, we'll see whenever the Oscars happen. Have they announced a host yet? By the way, I don't think no, no, still don't do don't do a host. <laughs> you know what they should do is not announce a host and then have a surprise somebody come out and do stand up like, you know, like a like Real almost boy. like an SNL like monologue where it's like <laughs> Seinfeld goes out there and then oh here comes somebody else and it's just like before you know it there's like seven guys that are all like eight American Treasure status you know mm. guys and then everyone's yeah, like oh no that was fun and funny and then and then the Oscars start you know and that's it. It doesn't have to Except be. Except no like comedian will do it now yeah. because they're petrified. So that, yeah. I think they're just going to have different casts. But that could be the whole bit. Stuff. Like the whole bit could be something about let's bring the guy, the people that said no to hosting, and then they bring yeah. them all up, you know? No, like, it's a hilarious that, bit. I just mean the yeah. people <laughs> won't do that because it's just the the culture of it is too I – mean, no, I mean comedians – I've seen comedians be like, "You could offer me a hundred million dollars. I'm not hosting the Oscars. It's, too, it's just a career killer." So oh. it's just they don't want to, for whatever reason. I think that production staff has really turned everyone sour for, for not setting people up for success, and they just would rather not do it. it. Which is weird because Kimmel, Kimmel was good last Kimmel year. Kimmel was good, yeah. But Kimmel yeah. was very good just two years ago. It's not like there hasn't been a great host in the last few years because I thought Kimmel mm-hmm. crushed it two years ago, and he was fine last year, but. You know, it's not like it's been 11 years since anyone's pulled mm-hmm. that off. Sure. Yeah. No, I agree. Just make everyone happy odd. and just get The Rock or Conan. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Or Dirk. Hologram Bob Einstein. That's yeah. my that's Oh, my vote. there you go. Uh, one more note just on the Just tell the joke over and over again. Uh, it's, uh, I'm not going to repeat the joke. P.S. Uh, your Oscar's <laughs> in the sink. Are you telling the uh, joke already? Um, I can do him very well. I pretty much sound like him the night. One, one more note on the Oscars. Um, I believe this is the first time that a director has been nominated for Best Director and Best Cinematography. The same person, because Quaron shot uh, Roma. So mm. I'm trying to think back. And I saw Edgar Wright tweeted this, um, that he thinks that Quaron will be the first uh, he's the one who actually, I actually saw that from, or got the idea of that from that, uh, no director has ever won for best cinematography, I believe. And if they oh. have, please let me know. Um, that'd be quite an accomplishment for that to happen, which it probably will. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Roma is just oozing cinematography. It's like a cine- cinematographer's, uh, you know what, uh, a certain kind <laughs> yeah. of dream. So yeah, yeah I mean, but if he him. doesn't pull I mean, it off, then yeah. certainly uh, Louis Ledier will. Right. Next year, yeah. Now you three me. Yeah. Peach. That's going to be great. All right. Um, let's move on, guys. Time to talk. Bye. You know that it would be untrue. You know that I would be a liar. If I was to say to you, girl, we couldn't get much higher. Okay, so fire and fire fraud, um, simultaneous 
documentaries released um, through streaming services, Netflix and Hulu. And um, start this off by saying I think it's um, it ended up working in the advantage of Netflix and Hulu for this to happen this way, uh, press-wise, because uh, I think the fuel of the fact that there was one on Netflix and one on Hulu made more people seek both of them out than whatever seek both of them out and um, probably ended up in more subscribers, a little uptick for both of them uh, rather than what they would get normally, I believe. So uh, something you would probably, you know, in marketing class would think would never work, ended up working in their favor with conflicting, kind of competing against each other and it's the kind of whole it's a whole notion of uh you know Microsoft doesn't have to fail for Apple to succeed. Does that make sense? Um and so both of these are totally yeah. Yeah. good, worthy of your time. It's not a zero sum game. <laughs> um <laughs> and you know, I guess each of these were about ninety minutes long. Um I could have watched a twenty four hour Firefest <laughs> OJ documentary. <laughs> uh I was fascinated, <laughs> riveted by the whole thing. Um, I love the schadenfreude of like people not knowing what they're doing and failing. I know that it's horrible. And I mean, there's entire (laughs) industries based on that thing of, of, you know, the American idol, let's watch the awful auditions and laugh at them uh, aspect of it. Um, But all that to say, Firefest is not the worst idea. And I will say that right off the top um if if you invited me to Firefest last year at this time i probably would have been like let's do it you know whatever it sounds great looks great um that's kind of the what's so crazy about this entire thing was that so many people were so let down like they failed so spectacularly it's not like i mean um I don't want to. I don't want to go on a rant here. But so, so you start the. So Billy McFarland starts his company, Magnesis, right? Um, he went. He went zero to one hundred so fast with the idea, with with the energy of the idea that he never had time to process what was happening and scale it properly, right? Um, that was where he failed. Yeah, time or or right. acumen. He has no. Too. I think he, that's part of so, it. Yeah. Much more into how is this going to look on Instagram rather than like what are the logistics of making this happen. So it's not like, oh yeah, we got Magnesis. Let's uh, yeah, let's throw a little. Let's let's rent out the uh, Beacon Theater in New York and do a little you know two day thing. Oh cool. Oh that does well. Maybe we'll you know get the garden. You know work your way up in a sense. You know instead of like first Mm -hmm. time out the gate. Let's buy an island and uh, throw a music festival and all the infrastructure you have to have to, to create something like that is, is insane. And it's just, it's honestly hilarious. Like this entire thing was so funny to me. Um, sad in a way because he's such an idiot, sad for the people that he affected. But uh, you know, I'm glad this guy's going to serve time because he screwed a lot of people over, but man, this was this was such a fun watch, both of them. I liked them both evenly. I think I liked the Hulu one just a little bit more because it did have Billy McFarlane in it. Um, but there's things about the Netflix one that I liked um, exclusively as well. But but very similar and uh, almost scarily similar in some of the production elements, like the lower thirds and graphics look the same in both of them too. Kind of the looks of them was just <laughs> unintentional, I'm sure, but, um, but kind of happened. 
And uh, man, I was just I was fascinated by this and excited to talk about uh, kind of the fallout from from Firefest and all this. But um, what are y'all what are y'all's memories of it? I remember following it on Twitter as it was happening and just dying. La- I remember seeing the picture <laughs> of the sandwich and just dying laughing. And um, that was that was funny how they highlighted that in the documentary too. That picture of the the cheese yeah. sandwich. But uh, yeah, thoughts, rants. Who who wants to take the uh, Firefest? <laughs> torch you start brian yeah man this is uh i i'm with you dude i could i could watch i could watch uh 20 more documentaries on this it was and i think they i think you're spot on they both i think got a boost out of sudden competition because we knew the netflix one was coming and then the hulu one kind of dropped out of nowhere like five like, days well, before or something like that they're really smart before. about it too hulu was like well if if we release this oh, yeah, after they yeah. do theirs It'll look like we copied, so we yeah, have to do yeah. it early, and then it'll look like we absolutely you know, were first. So yeah. that's very smart. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, I, I it was. I'm fascinated by this story. I that was the. I was talking to a friend of mine. Uh, was telling her like, "Hey, you have to watch these documentaries. You're gonna. You're, it's right up your alley. You're gonna love these." And she was like, "I don't." I don't know what this is. Like, she really didn't remember it. And I was like, "How? How? How are you?" Because to me. <laughs> like besides when we when we got uh bin laden this was like the best day on twitter ever and it was so crazy to just watch all of this unfold and to kind of just sit back and cackle at the insanity and the foolishness of it all and then to have it highlighted so beautifully uh by both of these documentaries was was awesome i watched hulu first obviously because it was yeah. out first and then netflix after i've I kind of feel like I, just from friends and polling VIPs and stuff like that, it seems like whichever one you see first typically is the one you like the best. For So for me, the Netflix one filled in some of the the details, uh, whereas Hulu, Hulu like laid the groundwork, because I saw it first, kind of laid the groundwork, and then the Netflix one fills in some of the backstory. It's a huge coup for Hulu to get uh, Billy McFarland, to have him on camera looking like a total buffoon uh throughout throughout the entire thing that's a huge huge plus for them uh but then you know i think i think netflix had had obviously the uh party planner guy who's turned into a meme um and and a few other super highlights it's i anyway i'm fascinated i i want to see what the i i feel like we're we may only be kind of seeing the tip of the iceberg on what all is going to transpire from this i know there's tons of court cases and there's the GoFundMe for uh the caterer for, uh, yeah. uh Marianne Roll the caterer and and that already like eclipsed like 170 million uh, 170 million 170,000 dollars uh anyway this was man this was awesome these are i think both of these they they actually complement each other very well they um so it's 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 a good natural fit to do both of them in one episode but man what a what a crazy story and one of the more f- enjoyable, just f- straight up fun uh, documentary experiences that I've that I've had in the, in the last few years, and and uh, one that will I think will will make a mark throughout the year. I just think this is going to be one that that people there's all this hype about it now, and there's a, a certain set of people that doesn't get to stuff in a timely manner, and like in six months, people are going to be saying, "Whoa, did you guys see this Firefest thing?" and we're like, "Yeah, we've been on this for for months, guys." Like, and it's I just think it's going to keep going. It's it's a really <laughs> and and it doesn't 
it certainly doesn't hurt. Um, I want to figure out how to phrase that. It, it it doesn't hurt the popularity of the films that this is maybe like the least sympathetic group of people ever that are the ones that kind of took the brunt of the uh, the scam and the, the you know the the lack of success that the music festival had. It's a it's I don't want to be somebody who like uh roots for other people's failures and enjoys other people struggling and stuff but um outside of the caterer and the workers just the the festival attendees uh not 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 real easy to uh to root for just in general and and kind of <laughs> kind of enjoyable to just sit back and be like wow um you guys are idiots and this this went about as well as as you should have expected it to uh to go but anyway i i've rambled on it's a what a blast. What a, maybe the most enjoyable documentary or two-part documentary, if you want to look at it that way, that I've seen in, in several years. Yeah, on my end, yeah, it was, it was certainly yeah. interesting. I, I thought they were, um, you know, I thought the Netflix one especially was just speaking as a movie. The story, we've been over it. I mean, it's interesting. I've no, I actually knew a few people that went, which is was a funny thing for me watching mm. that. Um, but uh, their their experience was, you know, being stuck in airports and all that stuff is pretty harrowing and hilarious at the same time. But uh, the 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 Netflix one, especially to me, seemed really really overstretched. Like that was a forty minute documentary. I feel like that was they stretched into mm. an hour and a half with a lot of filler and none of it was really narrative based. It was just kind of slow. I just didn't think it was a very well made doc. Um, the Hulu one was a little more like um sympathetic than I feel like it should have been in in some weird ways but it does have him actually making a fool out of himself so that's that's great but uh I didn't think either one I like the Hula one slightly more but I didn't think either one really lived up to the to the subject matter because it's such fascinating uh piece but just so many of these music festivals are such you know train wrecks that they uh mm. they lend themselves so beautifully and this this obviously with the with the um uh, the uh, huge expectations of it uh, that they they really thought they were going to pull this off makes it an even higher fall from grace. Uh, but yeah, I thought the that the docs themselves were were mediocre, but the uh, subject matter better. That's kind of my thoughts overall. We can get into specifics now, Ken. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, I I thought these were going to be more eyewitness uh, oriented, like they were going to use more of the footage of the people that were there and. And maybe they had trouble licensing or acquiring that footage, but I I would have wanted to see this through the eyes of the people that went to Firefest, uh, less about uh, kind of less of the sit down style and more of the kind of the fly on the wall. Um, but man, just you think about how many levels of you know uh, how many levels along the way that Billy McFarlane probably should have stopped this thing, and how many people along the lines oh. that he drug along in it um what's so funny all these people man what's the tech thing is crazy in that way yeah um i mean this this is begging for like a sorkin adaptation is it not like i could just i would love uh to see some of these scenes of just them planning firefest through that uh lens would be funny but he uh first red flag of billy mcfarlane among others who like stalks jaw rule like ha who has to get jaw rule it's like i don't care what it takes i'm that, getting yeah, jaw rule like yeah. who 
that's it's not like it's, it's one Drake. of the strangest not, parts. Or, I don't know. Like it's right, a different right. time. It, yeah, it's one of the most interesting parts of it to me of both of these is like how many people are just like let's jaw rule and they're yeah. just freaking out about jaw rule and and I remember when this when the Firefest stuff. When it all broke on Twitter, because I had no, I don't, I'm not cool at all. I obviously everyone knows this, so I, I, I had no, I didn't know anything about this before the day that it actually happened, where everybody's there on the island. I never saw the Instagram ads or the, you know, the lifestyle selling that went on, any of this sort of stuff. But was just fascinating. Like I, I remember being like, seriously, Jaw Rule was the the pull behind this, like that was the thing that got so that many of you people so interested funny. in this was jaw rule. It's just fascinating to me. I'm like, but there's a dozen examples of it over the course of these two, these two documentaries where somebody, I mean, to paraphrase, just like, I mean, he had jaw rule. So, you know, it's legit. And I'm like, yeah, what? Like, that's not, I, I don't feel like that's a name that, that should get people that excited in 2019 because it didn't get us that excited in 1999 i don't right. i don't get it <laughs> even in his prime it was like for yourself yeah though. this this festival <laughs> in the bahamas would be great but you know what would make it greater if we could get jaw rules endorsement <laughs> right, on it right. what if i told you right right <laughs> even in 2005 you'd be like yeah, i think i'll pass uh it sounds a little scary um man there's just so but at least you start with Magnesis. I don't think that's such a bad idea either. It's like he has good ideas, I, I, I guess, in a sense. Like, But uh, to me, it's the perfect example of like a Hollywood producer who can make a great pitch, but but the movie is awful and the production was a nightmare, right? Like this all sounded great and looks great in theory, but when it actually comes to making it happen, it's, it is all a complete train wreck and nobody knows what they're doing. It's just like Theranos, man. With, yeah. Elizabeth Holmes. Like we can test for, wouldn't it be cool if we could test for 800 diseases with a prick of blood? Cool. That does sound cool. Mm. Oh, but we don't know how to do that, but we're going to go ahead and raise <laughs> <Right>. $5 billion. <laughs> And pretend like we know what, how to do it, but you know, it's like it's like starting the flying car company and and never figuring it out, but just raising money. I mean, right. this thing is like, you know, if you go deep on all this stuff and you in, in in that Silicon Valley culture, I mean, that's like the most prevalent thing. I mean, I mean, a lot of these people make great things in, in technology that that really improve the world, but so many more of them just have an idea and just raise money around it, and then you know. The the problem is that there's so much capital available because if one of these things hits, it pays off 500 times that you can afford to mm. to fund some real idiots like Billy McFarlane. It's funny that, uh, you know, they get the idea. First of all, the Fire app. Let's talk about that just to preface this a little bit of how dumb it was to pair the app with the with the. um fest you know and just the name like to where that if it failed you've killed the entire app that has nothing to do with the fest at all you know so that was uh i don't know it it just kind of it uh shed some light on there's more at stake than just like let's go get drunk in the bahamas right um this is an entire corporation yeah that you've, uh and some of the most fascinating stuff to me was in the netflix one on the uh, kind of the conference calls after the all this, and Jaw being like, "You you advertised something to people yeah. that that they showed up, and it wasn't that. 
That's not fraud. That's not fraud. It's false advertisement. It's like, how is that any? What? (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't be using the F word around here, guys. Uh, What we did was was like more in the misdemeanor territory than the felony territory. Yeah, Yeah. it's not fraud. It was (laughs) false advertising. That was the best. You know, the only thing, the real bummer of this movie for me (laughs) is released. It was released. It's like documentary now. Season three starts like next week. Or no, February oh, yeah. 20th. That's yeah. such a bummer we don't get the Armisen hater version of this. Right. But that's number totally. one. Yeah, but number two, my favorite scenes were just just Ja Rule trying to pep talk everybody all the time. <laughs> yes. And like the conference yes. calls and stuff. And it's just, and they're all Partying just- Partying like bro. rock stars. What else is this? I don't even remember. All his toasts like, Guys, we have the smartest people in the world on this call right now. And it's like, nah, man, you don't. It's like it's Ja Rule, Billy McFarland, and like two other dudes. I'm pretty sure there's a yeah. better <laughs> and that one woman. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's just like, oh man, poor Ja. I felt bad for him in those moments. <laughs> no, but like the a lot a lot of a uh, lot of self faith though. A lot of self faith. I said That's, Billy yeah, McFarland yeah. half the battle gets rejected by Ja Rule three times. And then he's like, you know what? I'm gonna try again. Gotta get gotta get to Ja, man. Gotta get Ja right. this party, bro. Ja. Gotta get. Um, it's the only way this works. So, yeah. <laughs> he, he, Billy was definitely sleeping with that like older, like investor lady, right? Like that's why she kept giving him like five million dollars <laughs> at a time. Like he'd just show it's, up and. It's a strange thing, man. I mean, because that that was odd. The Aubrey McClendon stuff was odd. Because uh, Aubrey McClendon was like, I don't want to speak ill of the dead, but that dude was shady and. <laughs> to have him buy in basically at, at his it's like one of those things you're like it's one thing to kind of to kind of bamboozle 22 year olds into getting a dumb credit card because it's made out of metal it's another thing to like Aubrey McClendon should know better it's it's a very it's an odd it's a very odd thing but yeah he like caught up in so many weird things that guy yeah, I know. Yeah, real, real weird, shady, shady character. But that's what's fascinating to me, as much as anything, with this is this guy's a total doofus, Billy McFarlane. Like, there's just nothing. And I don't know if it's just the hindsight of that, or if it's just that I'm not cool, so I'm not looking for cool guys to, I don't know, sell me products and lead me and stuff. But he. he fooled a lot of people and I, again it's it the, the the festival goer that's an easy pull because you have this great marketing campaign and all this yeah, stuff it's an it, island like, i mean you know people i don't right, think people yeah, exactly, cared as much right. about jerul as like oh there's an artist i've heard of and a few others sure, at this awesome sure. place you know we'll be there for the first yeah. one and then next year you'll get drake i think was what a lot of people right. thought but yeah yikes but but the thing to me is like his ability his ability to kind of pull in uh, people who know, who sh- who should know better. People who are actual adults and people who, uh, I like you're spot on, Richard. And you know, obviously, way way more about the you know the startup world than I do. So I I, I totally get the idea of like, well, we're kind of casting a lot of nets, just hoping to catch a fish here and there. But he pulled in a lot of people that really should have known better. And and typically, I would think somebody that can do that would be a lot more um, charismatic or. Like kind of, we've yeah, all been around like, phase, for sure. 
<laughs> yeah, no, for, for sure. But like, we've all been around uh, men and women who just kind of have that it factor of like, it's kind of the leader of men sort of thing where you just, you just have this sense of like, I, I would, I kind of want to, I just want to be around this person. I will, I will, I, I, I trust them. I will do what they tell me to do because I think they know best or they, they have something that I, that I want. And then the more you see that guy, the more you're just like, this guy's an idiot. And, and, and not just that, but like, not, not a cool idiot. Like he's a really big dork. And it, I don't, it, it's fascinating to me the the number of people that he, he brought into all of this that really should have known better. Yeah. Um, the influencers thing is, um, another <laughs> entire conversation essentially Golly, on man. paying Kylie Jenner 300 grand for an Instagram post is another sign of the times. But, um, but yeah, the the entire thing—it's just amazing that it got as far as it did, and that nothing, no mm. one along the line, yeah. who had control of it, like actually could have done something about it. They all left it up to Billy to fail. You know, like they all kind of yeah. knew. Yeah. You know, they all did know know it was going to fail and warned him, but nobody stopped it from happening, and they just kind of let it roll. Um, you know, like. To me, the perfect example is uh, you know the, the website people and, and selling things on the website yeah. that didn't exist and all these like for two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Like, what? How would you feel, uh, you know, Richard, if somebody came to your uh, to you and said, "Oh, we'll put this on on your website and uh, we're selling it for three hundred grand." Be like, "Well, where did we get three hundred grand? And where are we gonna?" You know, it's like, "Don't worry about it. Just sell it." You know, it's like it, there were so many people. That were that had a a hand in this. It's not like Billy McFarlane and Jaw Rule did this all by themselves. There are dozens and hundreds mm-hmm. of people that had to be involved to even like you know make this happen. Um, and how many people told him no, and he told himself yes so many times. Um, and I totally mm-hmm. get it. Yeah. And, they, and they highlight this on one of them. You don't. You know, music festivals are are fun, but they're a mess. And you don't ever remember that oh, when you yeah. go to them. Yeah. You know, I went to Bonnaroo a few years ago. You sleep in a tent for three days and you don't shower. And you don't think you don't remember that. You remember going to see your favorite bands and Pearl Jam or whatever. Um, that's what they were banking on was like, oh, yeah, this might not be what people are expecting, but they still might have fun at the end of the day if we can make XX and X happen. Um, but, yeah, the, it seems like. None of these people had even been yeah. to a music fest before, let alone put one on. Like they're like, mm-hmm. "Oh, we need mm-hmm. water. Oh, we need power. Oh, you know, all these simple things of and hire just the fact that they're hiring the production company 30 days, 40 days out to do it, <laughs> you know? Like this yeah. is a thing you do years, 12 months, 16 months in advance mm-hmm. to start mm-hmm. the planning process. It's amazing. That that no one was like, yeah, "Sorry, it can't be done." And if you try to do it, you're gonna fail. Bye. You know, like uh Right. Wow. Right. No, I, I think there's two different things there. One, I thought the Hulu documentary and, and knowing the background of of, uh, of who produced and, and put the Netflix one into production, uh, the Hulu documentary did a better job, I think, of trying to kind of point around the circle, not so much just at Billy, but like, these people knew. These people knew what was happening. These people should have... Had a uh, should have had some responsibility in saying no, we're not doing this. But but there's also a certain amount of 
it's one thing for like I think the 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 media company F Jerry absolutely is complicit in a lot of what's happening here. But there's a lot of people who are like kind of on the ground level that are just employees. And what do you do if you're if if you are truly doing what in both documentaries what uh these guys and girls were saying of like hey, this doesn't work, man. Like we can't pull this off. We can't do this thing. Like maybe this festival will get done, but we can't do a pirate ship, you know, or we can't get this band or things like that. Um, and then what do you do when you, when you, if you're continuing to point that out and your boss is just like, nah, cool, we'll get it. We'll figure it out. It's cool. And just keeps on rolling. It's like, there's a certain amount of, I guess I'm going to just keep taking the paycheck as long as the checks keep cashing. But at the same time, you want to be like, you want to think you'd have the, I don't know, the integrity to just be like, nah, I'm not doing this. I'm walking away or I'm going to make sure that this leaks, that this is a complete disaster waiting to happen and, and all that stuff. But, but yeah, man, like the, but the flip side of that is like self-confidence can be self-confidence is a great thing until it isn't. And at a certain point it becomes delusion. It can become delusion. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. I mean, we see it all the time with uh, with athletes. We see it all the time with athletes who just have this, like, well, I believe in myself, so it is going to happen. And it's like, well, but Robert Griffin III, at some point you have to learn how to throw the football. Like, that's that's going to be part of this. And it's just like, well, no, but I believe in myself. Well, that's not that's not enough, but I believe in myself. And that's that's kind of what you get with – McFarlane, but then also pair that like delusional self-confidence with apparently no work ethic whatsoever and just completely just constantly just seeming to tell himself oh it'll it'll all come together because just like you said can't like no one's gonna remember that <laughs> that the food was actually a crappy sandwich instead of this like luxe gourmet sort of buffet situation uh, no one's going to remember that because Blink-182 just blew their mm-hmm. minds and they're on a freaking bah- bohemian island and they're all high as crap. You know, it's, it's, no one's going to remember these things, but the, it's that infrastructure that makes the difference. And no one, no one involved in the higher up level of this clearly had any clue what, what it would take or what to even do when it, when it came down to that. It's just funny. Like I, I sat there watching and was like, uh, I'm I guarantee if you gave the three of us the funds and somebody to book, we could figure out how to pull this off because we all have work ethic. And that's the, that's the thing. It's like you needed to plan this out so much further in advance than you were clearly willing to do it. And you needed to do this and you needed to do that. And instead he's just like, cool, I'm going to go get on my jet ski. And it's, it's, it's a, it's just like the perfect storm. We would get Jay Kwan from that song tipsy. (laughs) <laughs> we build the whole thing around him. What do you Here think comes about the one to the three to the four? Um, and then we'd have we'd we'd outsource all of our jet skiing to Chandler Parsons, obviously, <laughs> mm. so we could work. Right, right. We'd use his per- we'd use that as a selling point. I would yeah. think just personal jet ski, personal collection of uh, of Chandler Parsons. What do you guys think about? Um, you you mentioned earlier, uh, Brian, that some of the people might still be held liable for this, some of the influencers that promoted it. Um, what do you think about that? Should should a Kylie Jenner be held somewhat responsible for this? When you endorse something like that, 
and then it happens like this, are you not just as guilty of false advertising or fraud saying, hey, come to this. It's going to be awesome like she did? In a sense, not not fully responsible, but like, yeah. is there – should she – I don't know. Sure. Should she be involved in this? Know, it's a, it, I mean, it's the Wild West with those kind of ads. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not saying she's not – those people aren't – I'm not saying they're innocent. Yeah. It's like, you know, you're – you you if, if she didn't clearly mark it as an ad, didn't yeah. she not do that? Like that's the thing uh, about yeah. it was she didn't say – That's right, they all that, did. That, yeah. When you don't specify that it's an ad, you're saying that you endorse this – product essentially unless you say you know clearly in your thing i do not endorse you know these are not the thoughts of kylie jenner they're of my brand or whatever you know um so it'd be very it's gonna be very interesting to kind of see how that plays out in the uh, weeks and months uh to come but um what do you think <laughs> about just speaking of it uh, being an idiot, how they advertised the fact that it was pablo escobar's island and then had the guy move to Golly. <laughs> Gosh, they bought an island this... for what two million dollars or something, and then immediately had to get rid of it because they yeah. said the the one request, yeah. the one demand. Don't say it's what? Pablo. Escobar's Why wouldn't you island? just say cool? It's on Pablo Escobar's what? island. You know what's way it's cooler like, than saying it's doing? on Pablo Escobar's island is saying it's on our freaking fire island, our own island that we own. You know, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> That's just that's so easy. That's so easy. That's 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 now you see me yeah. now you don't. Like Pablo it's just Esp- right for the, the fact that it's on his like, island is only going to yeah. dissuade people from going. You're like, well, there's a chance Pablo Escobar's oh cartel could show right. up and yeah. murder us all for being on <laughs> right. the island. You're probably going to find right. some bodies here. Yeah. What a what an yes, you're the, maybe the maybe the best thing about your entire <laughs> your entire operation is the name even though the spelling makes yeah. me crazy. I hate that, but it's a it's a. I great thought it was good for branding, a, uh, for advertising. Just go with that. Whatever it was, I thought it, I thought it was. Yeah, it's a. I mean, it worked. You know, I mean, exactly what they wanted to happen happened. They sold it out. They got people to the island, and <laughs> all hell broke loose. I mean, once yeah. they realized, like, we probably shouldn't. Like, like I said, this is not a bad idea. But what is a bad idea is doing this in the freaking Bahamas, where no one can get there and no one can leave. You know, it's like once they realize that, like, yeah, this might be tough to pull off. Let's let's move it to uh, let's do this in New Jersey. How about guys? Let's do this uh, Hoboken, New Jersey. We'll do it on do it on Coney Island, and we'll you know get Blink One Eighty Two to come to Coney Island and promote Magnesis, and we're good. You know, like I'm so in over their heads. Even if you want to say, yeah, we're doing it in the Bahamas again. It's. I even think I don't think that's a terrible idea. I don't ever go to like full on. I hate crowds. I don't like people very much i don't like standing up like all the things that young people like i don't i don't care for because i'm very old at this point but to me like the concept even saying oh it's on a it's a it's a bohemian island it's you know blah blah blah, all these ready prefab villas and all this sort of stuff like that's a i think that's a great idea (laughs) the rollout for that is is a two-year process minimum two-year process to make that happen and to kind of build from and also just <laughs> advertise what it is. Like they were screwed the moment they started saying you're going to get a private jet yeah. from the mainland to the island. You're like, no, you're not. That's not. That is like, there's no logistical way that that could ever happen to have whatever four thousand, three thousand people come in on private jets to this tiny little. It's 
ludicrous. It's yeah. ludicrous. And it, it so like again, take the cool idea, man. It's going to take a couple years to figure this out and to get it right and to make sure that we have the funding and the bands and the the but more than anything, the infrastructure. Oh my gosh. Just what the the images maybe to me the the funniest scene in either of these movies and i i think it was the hulu one because it was uh hulu used a little more of uh of footage from actual festival goers or whatever but when they're rolling up in the school bus and they come up on the fema tents mm-hmm. and stuff and you just hear everybody oh. in the bus go oh my gosh no <laughs> and they just start wailing it's amazing it's amazing that is it is it's there's a little it's kind of kind of satisfactory in a way i mean it kind of is oh my gosh yes yes like yeah like like i said at the outset i don't want to i don't want to be a person that takes joy in the suffering of other people except Dwayne wade but i just feel like there were so many there were so many signs along the way that you should have been like hey i think maybe this is sketch and we should not do what this about the, we should yeah. not go to the, the fact that they we were blocking people on social media on you know they were oh my not gosh. responding to people's yes. requests for hey what airport do i fly into and they were you know oh my gosh that guy yes. that started the account uh, of yeah no of exposing them was awesome that guy was a hero the best part of all the do- that guy was yeah. awesome, uh, and probably a total douche, but I, he was incredible in the in the docs. Yeah, um, the fact that uh, <laughs> the fact that Billy McFarland put one hundred fifty thousand dollars on one of his employees' American Express card, gosh, uh, and ruined his credit gosh, for life, basically. Um, what a terrible stiff the like you said stiff the lady on 50 50 grand worth of stuff when people showed up and they're like well where does everybody go let's just tell her to go to the restaurant and then all these people show up to (laughs) oh man i i would have been out at that point if i went to this thing as soon as they took us to that place (laughs) i would have been like all right we're we're gone we're gone we're leaving you know what and you you can't you can't blame anyone that went to this thing because I mean, call it call it call I it can. naivety though, Brian. Like Honestly, <laughs> how many of these things do you see a year? How many of these like, oh, come to I, come no, to Del Mar look, for Caboo. Oh, come yeah. to Coachella. Come to Panorama Fest in Sp- I, Spain, and they always are huge. And you see videos, and you're like, this is, looks incredible. Burning Man, you know, you name it. Right. They they usually are incredible so why would anyone think that this would happen i mean honestly no i mean the signs you yeah, you can look, say look, now I, yeah the signs but like this is just like blatant just like <laughs> as far as false advertising the most blatant example of it ever in sure. history of like american economy yeah. like it's it's a. Uh, I totally i totally get that i i don't i would not blame anybody for the initial like, oh man, that looks awesome. I'm totally going mm-hmm. to if that's your if if uh this kind of thing is your thing and you you have the funds to make it happen, then then you know, whatever. That's cool. I what I'm saying is at a certain point you should have known that this is what you're headed for. When you're when you're sitting at two days out or something and you still don't have flight information to go to to literally fly, I mean, like, it's not like you're like, well, I don't, I'm not sure exactly what my flight info is, but I'm just flying from, I don't, whatever, DFW to Lubbock, you know, you're, I mean, you're going to the Bahamas. Like, this is a completely different 
sort of like to not have anything set up and and the email saying like hey you may want to put yeah. as much as a thousand dollars a day on this uh on this band because this is a cash like and when you start seeing like no one is answering my questions on social media the questions are disappearing like all of these things like i said like i mean what i'm saying is i don't blame anybody for me like man this looks awesome i'm totally going to this i at a certain point I feel like 90% of the people who attended this should have known before, even if it was the day before, I don't know, but at a certain point you should have known that this was something was up, that this was going to be super fishy. Yeah, man. I'm just glad I wasn't there. I don't, it was so miserable, oh. man. If any of the man fan was there, please write us and let us know what you uh, experienced because there's nothing worse than like a, an airport. But imagine like, Oh my gosh! Being yeah. in there and they locked him in there, didn't they, or something? Jeez, yeah, yeah. No food, no water for yeah. anybody on the entire island. Um, they booked this during the most busy time of the year in the Bahamas, too. Like the <laughs> just every single step is a mess up. <laughs> they every single step. Yeah, it's every step when they show up to the Bahamas the first time, they're like, "Hey, we want to throw a music festival here." They're like, uh, "That's not going to work." Like immediately they said, (laughs) well, we don't care. That's a bad idea. Too bad. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's, it's incredible. It's incredible. Like as I was watching, I guess for the first time really hit me of like, in a lot of ways, McFarlane and everybody involved with this is super lucky because that first night (laughs) on the island just immediately turned into Lord of the Flies. Mm -hmm. Like within, as soon as the sun went down, it's just like every man for himself and, and no one got murdered or raped or anything else. And like, they're very lucky. That oh yeah. That didn't, Nobody, that's what, like that's that what John Rule said. He's like, nobody died. Yeah. I'm like, that's, that's true. Right. Yeah. Cause now Billy McFarlane, you're, you're looking at life instead of, uh, six years or whatever, because you've, you've put people in harm's way. It's in a lot of ways, they're very, he, they're all very lucky that, 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 that it didn't get, uh, significantly worse. And instead it was just, um, some people with disposable income were were inconvenienced by uh, a terrible a terrible couple of days, you know. Yes. Oh my gosh, it was uh it was quite uh entertaining, man. I, I like I said, it was very revealing. They did reveal stuff that I didn't quite know, you know, right off the top. So, um they were informative. Um it just it just not not good for millennials, man. It's not, did not it takes an L in the L column for the whole millennials. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. This, this one, uh, future societies won't look kindly on, on the millennial on, on this occasion. There's plenty of other things that you guys are getting right. I don't know if we qualify as millennials or not really, but getting, getting some things done well, this, uh, this isn't, this is not one of them. This, this, this is not, not a banner day in the millennial. How many of sure. the people that worked on this? Uh, I just think about the guy that worked on the island, uh, one of Billy's friends, that he was tasked with finding the villas for the influencers. You know, how, and the guy that had to book the band. So I had to call these booking agents and tell them that they didn't have money and all. Like, how did they just not give him yeah. the middle finger and say, F you, this isn't, I'm out? You know, like so many times through the process is, is truly amazing. Yeah. Unless he was just feeding them like hundreds of thousands of dollars. To keep him there, I guess if you're getting those checks, yeah, but yeah, like, yeah, that's you know, two days before the fest, him saying we need twenty houses, we need twenty mansions, 
Oh my gosh. Go find them. Yeah. And what they said in the Hulu one, which they didn't say in the Netflix one, was Billy lost the, the keys to all the mansions. <laughs> they got the mansions, but he lost I, the keys. <laughs> I can't I genuinely I don't know which is worse. <laughs> if if he had the keys to those mansions and lost it, or if he never had the key. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I don't I don't know which is worse. I don't know They're which which makes you be like, Good gracious, dude. You're the dumbest person on the planet. Yeah. It's it's incredible. That is amazing. It's incredible. It's amazing. I don't know. RB, you, you have maybe this hits close to them some in some ways. Like you have way more experience than both of us working startup. Is this yeah. do you, I don't know. Can you shed Super can you common. kind of shed light on that? <laughs> yeah. No, I mean okay. <laughs> no, not common, but yeah, I mean those those you know, it's I mean you have a uh, the economy of that world in a in a when the economy's going well, which you know has been now for for you know for, we're going on five years of kind of a bull market or whatever, is that you have people looking for investment constantly. So you have they're mm. easily tricked because they want it to work so badly. They're actively trying to, th- which seems so weird to people like us that are not venture capitalists. Sure. It's like, I mean. You go in the. I've been in meetings all the time where you're like, "Hey, we're looking to raise um, three hundred thousand dollars for this program," and they're like, "Great, um, I'd rather give you six million. And you're like, <laughs> "No, I don't. We don't need it." And you know what I mean? It's always the play right. for for higher Can control. Can you introduce the podcast to them? <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, right? <laughs> um, so it's it that that piece is is always out there and it that feeds then a kind of crazy founder like that. I mean, there's just so many of these, these stories now, it, it you know, what, what we had in the eighties and nineties with the kind of greed of, of oil companies, you know, was sort of the, the common mm. like business warning story. I think now in tech, it's just this hubris and this, you get in too deep and you, you have to tell a lie to cover this lie to cover this lie. And you just, you, there's a million times you could ripcord, and it, it would be maybe a little 5% embarrassing, but you'd be okay, and then you end up in jail because you just never do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's so common. I mean, and and so uh, from everything from music festivals or, like I said, blood sampling machines to, um, you know, uh, insider trading hedge funds to political candidates to everything that that happens. And I'm, I'm really curious as to, like, what that is. But, but uh, these things always feed on themselves, and I think in a world where – the economy is doing well. The casino business is doing well, in the words of Andy Garcia. Um, in that, uh, you know, that that can really feed into fraudsters who kind of accident. Excuse me. I don't know if this guy set out to really fraud defraud anyone. He just kind of found himself Agreed. there, and I think that can yeah. only happen when there's that kind of lack of regulation and oversight because people are just trying to. Oh, this will be cool. We want we want to cater to a high end clientele, and we want to you know even if we lose money on this one, if we could build quote unquote a brand, okay, well then maybe we have the the island version of Bonnaroo, and we have something really profitable later on. This guy seems like he knows what he's doing. Actually, he really doesn't, but eh, he'll he'll probably figure it out. And then yeah. next thing you know, you're in too deep. I think that's super common. I bet it is, man. It's just uh, it's um. It's crazy that you can just go get $3 million, you know, and like you said, there are venture capitalists looking to to do that. But um, what about Billy McFarland says that he was going to – like what about Ja Rule says that, the, you know, like 
All that aside, it's not like he had. But he's Ja Rule. Like had, Did you not understand? Can't we have it's not Ja? Like he had Rule. like Timberlake on his side or Jay Z. You know, like one of these like right, right, badass business. You know, entrepreneurial type guys like backing this thing up is Ja freaking Rule right. <laughs> doing? Right. And you know, the Fire app. I guess they haven't heard of Thuzio, right? Because yeah, it's basically what it is. You know? <laughs> right. Just go right. Eat, yeah. eat Popeyes with now. Bill Walton, that, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hang out with Tiki Barber. <laughs> mm-hmm. right. Tiki Barber was the original Billy McFarlane, yeah. Which right. she'd be in jail. Right. Oh, she was yeah. in jail, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the whole Barber family, really. Uh, this is uh, an amazing kind of dichotomy of the times and the culture. Um, this is just an Instagram campaign gone wrong with what it is. You know, it's like, uh, the, 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 I don't forgot which one it was, uh, which one of the two that touched on, uh, you know, what he wanted is what he got in that photo shoot. Right. Like that's him hanging yeah. out with models yeah. on jet skis, partying on the beach. Like he didn't sit back and just say, well, why are we even having this fest? Cause this is all I want right here, you know, instead of. He, mm-hmm. it is kind of came, came full circle, but now that he's in prison and his girl is still with right. him, I think, or like sees promise in <laughs> him. Strange. Something? I don't know. Yeah. Strange, <laughs> strange, strange situation there. Yeah. I would say like, you're right. Can't like the, we all, I think we are all, we all accept and we're probably all just totally kind of cool with a certain amount of. It's like we we we're we're hardwired to understand that advertising is not necessarily truth, and that video is a great advertising video. It's a great look. You know, his problem was then, <laughs> then putting down the promises on on, you know, paper on on the internet of like you're going to get this, you're going to get that. It's going to look like this. It's going it, it truthfully, especially given how quickly people bought this stuff, you could probably have just built it on. Here's the video, here's the cost, and be kind of vague about what that would entail. And they probably would have sold maybe not quite as well, but pretty close to as well and been in a much better legal place, I think. Um, but, but you know, he's not very bright, so he's got to keep – he's got to sell that it's lifestyle across the board. also wears very unflattering sweaters on his gut. I kept thinking <laughs> that time. the whole time. Big like, time. this guy's this much yeah. of a creative genius, you know? You can go a little something a little more <laughs> slimming. Right. Right. Yeah, not not a not a stylish man and I say that as somebody who hasn't worn anything but a t-shirt in like 7 months. So, I I you know, it's not not a great not a good guy. Maybe what Arby you touched on not, you you didn't feel like he set out to defraud everybody. And I totally agree. I was throughout. I was like, I I think this guy's just dumb and he has a lot of self-confidence that's turned into delusion and he just doesn't you know, doesn't know how to pull this off and then it goes into that last stretch where he's like yeah i'm on probation but i'm gonna go ahead and sell these tickets that i do not have to events that do not sell tickets i bet people will be cool with that and that's that's where you're just like dude okay you you took for in my own mind i went from i certainly don't have any sympathy for you but i don't know i think what you do turned out to be negligent not necessarily malicious and it's criminal negligence and then you get to that point you're like no no you got to go to jail man you got you got to spend some time behind bars for this yeah can you believe the uh 
actual promo video is still on their like official YouTube page and like jeez. Oh, this is all still oh, just like no regrets, guys. Gotta Sorry, it didn't work. Yeah, man. and that was so yeah. funny too. Is how <laughs> they came back and was like, "Guys, man, ah, uh, you know, like that next Monday in the office, you know, it's like, ah, uh, man, that didn't work. All right, 2019. Yeah. Let's uh, <laughs> dead serious. Gosh, oh. man, man, to have that level of. <laughs> of delusion yeah. and just tune out i honestly in some ways i'm i admire it that's that's incredible it's it incredible is it's feat. impressive actually um all right what are we going to grade fire and fire fraud i'm going to give them both a's yeah i'm with you a's a's for me i i don't know that they're great documentaries but i in some ways i don't really care like it just it's all about to me as much as anything else, it's about the story yeah, and bringing it's the that subject story matter, to, man. You know, just yeah, just the subject matter and giving us some details on that that I didn't previously know. And gosh, I, I'm if anybody else, if uh, Amazon Prime or Crackle <laughs> or Pluto TV or something, the if little, anybody wants to make any more fire, the TV station on at the I'm gas in. station on the, at the pump. <laughs> yeah, I'll yeah. sit yeah. there for yeah, two yeah, hours. USA station. I'm I'm in. I'm in. I'd love that'd love be a to great SNL bit. Sure. Is Gas Pump TV presents. <laughs> Firefest, <laughs> you know, it's like a, right. their own version of it. Yeah, premiering exclusively in a thirty-second gas station. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, these are both really fun. Um, if you're still listening to this and you haven't seen them, go watch them. You'll thank us later. And uh, fun times for us, but not for those people. Wow. Um, yeah. Okay, let's hit that. RB yeah, what was your grade, grade man? Richard? Sorry, I'm gonna go B minus for fire and B plus for fire fraud. I'm grading as a documentary, not total interest. Which yeah. one's fire fraud? Which one's fire? I don't know. <laughs> Netflix B minus Hulu B plus. Okay. Gotcha. Whatever. I'm sick. I don't, you know, I'm it not happens. mad. I don't know where I am right now. All right. Uh, let's hit that. Recommend guys. Let's do it. Weekly recommends. participating and stuff and just filmed and and kind of got the story of these various big things that happened so like the first episode is the uh the big what's the dog show westminster dog show and there was uh there's an episode on the kentucky derby there's an episode on uh league of legends which i hate but it was still interesting and to me the one that was really cool was that they're and now i'm going to forget the name of it unfortunately but the the uh there was a probe or a uh, satellite that uh has been orbiting around saturn saturn's moons for quite a while and uh it had run it's run its course so they're the seven days out was to the uh crash like they're trying to crash it into one of saturn's moons to uh you know put it put it out um it, and it's it, the cassini cassini spacecraft is what that one's called that one was the one that was the most interesting to me but there's several others that are really cool and i i think even if you're not into like i don't care about the dog show i don't care about 
actually am pretty against like esports just in general because I'm an old person. But uh, they're really interesting and, and fun and have uh, it's it's like a concise you know 45 50 minutes on each one and uh, you know I enjoy the logistics of all these big events and the way things are done. So it's it's pretty interesting and it's only I think it's seven or eight episodes. So it's pretty short. Pretty short bit, and uh, it's very, very cool. So, so check that out on Netflix again. It's called Seven Days Out. Awesome. That sounds uh, right up my alley. Yeah, I think you'd love it, Ken. I think you'd awesome. love it. There's one on the second episode is on the reopening of Eleven Madison Park, which is like a really big, a fancy restaurant in New York mm-hmm. that did a total remodel, and that one was really interesting as well. Lots of interesting stuff on that. So, anyway, check those out. All right. Uh, RB. Yeah, I'm going to recommend a book. Um, it's a big book at the end of last year, and uh, found out it's. I've been listening to it off and on for like it's 50 hours long on Audible. It's Oof. the new uh, Winston Churchill uh, doc, uh, documentary uh, biography, uh, Walking with Destiny. It's excellent. It's really, really, really great. I just finished it, and uh, I highly recommend Churchill. It's one of my favorite characters to study, and he's never really had a single. He lived such a life that there's never been a good single volume Churchill biography they're always either like six books long or one book that's terrible and this is the first one to execute everything kind of in, albeit long book uh kind of a single uh single book as well so yeah it's 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 really good it's it's got a ton of buzz it's one of those things that it I, you know I don't think it's going to be as big as like the Steve Jobs book 10 years ago but it is one of those things that's being quoted and everything I think it's going to be a pretty big thing in the zeitgeist if it isn't already so uh, if you're into that sort of thing i know adrian my uh, favorite listener is a big <laughs> churchill guy as well but uh, if you're into that sort of thing i highly recommend it and uh it's really well well done and uh yeah so that's it so uh churchill walking with destiny awesome um i'm gonna recommend a documentary that i uh went back and watched it's um called Saturday Night. It's the Franco uh, Saturday Night Live documentary that he did. It's uh, released in 2010, and what he did was he just spent a week at SNL while they were prepping for a show, and it was the John Malkovich episode uh, in 2010, and it's uh, just really cool insight on kind of the process at SNL and uh, you know Bill Hader and Sudeikis and um, Forte and all those, uh, Lorne Michaels and all those people are are involved and it's a it's a really cool kind of fly on the wall look at uh, SNL. It's hard to find though, so you're gonna have to seek it out. It's called Saturday Night and it was released in 2010, directed by Franco James Franco. And uh, check that out if you're an SNL fan. You haven't seen that. It's worth your time and uh, really cool insight into the uh, into the process of Saturday Night Live. Um, cool. That's my recommend. Thanks nice. everyone, listener. Thank you for being here. Um, if you want to be a VIP and hear more from us, uh, this week we're diving right into Goldfinger talk, uh, on the show. If you like Bond, if you like that, it's going to be good. Yeah. yeah it's going to be really good. I'm doing that the entire episode. So just okay. Ready. Well, if you want to subscribe to that, uh, you can head on over to <laughs> manaboutmoviepodcast.com slash VIP for that combo. All right. Thanks for being here. Richard, where can I find you online? You can find me on all the social media at Richard Bardner, madaboutmoviespodcast.com. Brian, where can I find you? You can find me on the Twitter at Beagle12. You can find my writing at madaboutmoviespodcast.com and the madaboutmoviespodcast newsletter. Kent, what about you, buddy? You can find me at madaboutmoviespodcast.com, madaboutmoviespodcast.com.
on um, Twitter and uh, the iTunes, KentGarrison.com, Kent Garrison on those social media apps as well. And uh, next week, we're doing our movie draft, so stay tuned for that. And uh, until then, see y'all at the cinema. Good night. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling, tossed salad and scrambled eggs. And maybe I seem a bit confused. Yeah, maybe, but I got you pegged. <laughs> but I don't know what to do with those tossed salad and scrambled eggs. They're calling again. Scrambled eggs all over my face. They're making me ya-ya. Yeah, yeah. Your salad is ramble.